Who puts the glad in gladiator? That's right. For our inaugural episode, we're talking about Hercules. Theme song guy. On this podcast, we let it go. Because Hakuna Matata and the bare necessities will always be our guide to infinity and beyond. All it takes is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. We know that life is better under the sea. Because on this podcast, we do Disney. Hi, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Kelly Meehan. And today I'm joined by Phil's boy, a golden god in his own right, Michael Campbell. Michael, thank you for joining me so much today. Yeah, it's. I would say it's a pleasure to be here, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> you didn't know what you're signing up for. <laughs> um, yeah. It, uh, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here, I guess. Yeah. Fantastic. So today we're going to be talking about Hercules. Obviously something we're both very fond of. We have the matching T-shirts. We like it. Yeah, we uh, so I'm just going to bring a little bit of background in our segment called Start at the Beginning. Hercules, released in 1997 and directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, with the vocal talents of Tate Donovan as Hercules, Susan Egan as Megara, Danny DeVito as Philoctetes, and James Wood as Hades. It tells the story of Hercules, stolen as a baby by his uncle Hades' henchman, as it is prophesied he will be Hades' downfall in his attempt to rule Mount Olympus. However, when he doesn't drink the last drop of the mortal potion, he retains his godlike strength. We follow his journey to regain his god status by proving himself a true hero. With Pegasus, he finds and trades under Philoctetes. We meet Megara. She's a damsel. She's in distress. She can handle this. Hercules rescues two children trapped under a boulder and unearths the Hydra. This starts a montage of monsters sent by Hades, but when nothing can stop him, he sends Meg, who sold her soul to him to save her previous lover, in order to find his weaknesses. When it turns out that Hercules' only weakness is Meg, a deal between Hercules and Hades is struck. No harm will come to Meg in exchange for Hercules' strength. As Hades' evil plan comes to fruition, Meg is mortally wounded by a falling pillar, causing Hercules to regain his strength. He heads for Mount Olympus, frees the gods, but Meg passes away. He dives into the underworld to rescue her, thus proving himself a true hero, as a hero isn't measured by the size of his strength, but by the strength of his heart. Tale as old as time. Michael, what's your first memories of Hercules and or why is this your favourite? Um, my first memory, I don't really, like I didn't really grow up with this one as a kid. I'm sure I saw it at one point when I was a child, but the first time I can actually remember watching it was in 2019. So it's very recent for me. Um, and it was early 2019, and you might remember this, but it was when you sent me like all the Disney movies oh, on like, yes, a yes. drive. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're still somewhere around. <laughs> um, and then I watched that, uh, you know, and loved it. Like I'd watched, I think I'd watched a couple before then, maybe. Um, I had watched Rescuers Down Under from the batch you sent me. Obviously, I loved that one. Um, I forget what else one, but then I watched Hercules, which I was very keen on just because of the... I always seen, I always liked the animation of the, the gods. Um, so I watched that one, loved it. Then uh, later on in the year, I sort of bought the Blu-ray and watching it, watched it, and then, yeah, have loved it ever since. So it was like... It was like an immediate uh, response. It was just, oh, like, I love this. Um, 
So yeah, I guess in some small part, you ought to thank for that for sending oh, it to me. I'll take it. Because I didn't really have Disney Plus or anything at the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think because they were all, all on Stan at one point and then they got yes. taken off because of Disney Plus. So yeah, that's sort of my first true memory of Hercules. I love that because usually for Disney movies, it's very ingrained in our childhood. We have our favourites from when we're little. Like mine is, this is definitely the first one I remember seeing at the theatre on release because I'd seen re-releases of the Aristocats and things like that, which really messed me up later on for release days because I can't believe, like, why is that not a 90s movie? I remember seeing that in the theatre, but I didn't realise it's the re-release. But Hercules, well, 1997. You know, the, the, the racist stuff and that, you know, oh. and I think that they would have released that in the 90s, <laughs> but, yeah, see that yeah. But Hercules 1997, I remember going to see it in the theatre and then asking my mum for the VHS for Christmas and it was like around Christmas time, not realising it takes months and months and months for things to release. I like, I wanted it, yeah. I fell in love with it. And it's just one that's always been one of my favourites. I love a lot of the Clements and Musker films, obviously. They really yeah. do have that Disney magic. So Hercules is one I've just, I always keep coming back to and your love of it spurns my love of it. And we've obviously used it as a strength and yeah, it's just, yeah. it's an enjoyable one. Uh, like, I think this also at times can get lost in the shuffle of the nineties ones. Oh, absolutely. Like the era, um, which I think has added to the charm of it of just like, it's not so overplayed where it's just annoying. Like, some stuff like with Lion King and Aladdin, Aladdin Beauty and the Beast, the big three. It's like, yeah. it's just, there's no surprises when you watch that movie anymore. It's like, you know, everything that happens in that before Yes, you've seen it all. Yeah. Um, whereas with this one, there's still, you know, there's some elements that are like, Oh, I sort of had forgotten that that little part happened. There's definitely some jokes that you don't get as a kid. I'll, I'll yeah, be well, bringing that up thing, in quotes later. Yeah. Like the, the humour is very yes. 90s, but it's not like time. Ca- it is a time casual, but it's not dated. It still works. At, like there's some parts where like there are riffing sort of the Michael Jordan merchandise yes. <laughs> part, but like, yeah. which works for me as like a massive <laughs> basketball fan. But like, you know, that still is relevant today with whole merchandising and all that stuff. Oh, so, sure. and obviously there's some classical humour that like, you pick up, like, there's plenty of jokes I pick up on third and fourth watching. So, yeah, I think the fact that it is sort of sandwiched in between some actual huge classics uh, has sort of helped it in some small way. Kept its charm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's my favourite part because you'll see. Michael, what's your favourite scene from the film? What sticks out the most? Uh, So for this one... I chose a scene that wasn't a musical scene, wasn't mm-hmm. a music scene, just because I wanted to sort of differentiate the two, um, which is really tough because the, I mean, all of the scenes people think of in this movie are, you know, musical music elements. set to yes. them. But um, so I chose sort of the one that I think if you break it down, it basically encapsulates the whole movie into a scene. It's like, and it's the one where Hercules sort of has his first when he arrives to Thebes has his first big battle with the Hydra. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think you can, it obviously starts and basically I'm counting it, starting it when Meg comes up to Hercules and then mm-hmm. um, like, there's the great part where she's like, there's these two kids, they're in danger. And he's like, yes. And she's like, wow, you're really broken up about this, aren't you? <laughs> um, 
and then you know all the way to the end when he finally defeats the hydra um so you know you, you've, you've got meg being deceitful mm-hmm. you've got pain and panic being deceitful that's it's got that part's got one of my favorite lines which is somebody call ix somebody call ixi like yeah brilliant um yeah that's another one like, i didn't pick up until like no. my third watching um because i mean this movie has a lot of jokes like sort of thrown at you um mile a minute um You've got her sort of being a bit doubtful um, about whether you can do it or not. You've got Phil being very uh, hesitant and, uh, shall we say, also doubtful. Um, You've got him also being enthusiastic. You've got great punchlines and one-liners from Hades. Uh, You've got epic action, which is obviously, you know, it's a movie called Hercules. You expect there to be some great myth mythological filmmaking which there is with the hydra um you've got herc overcoming his fears sort of being defeated at first fighting his strength and then you know overcome that and defeating the villain and i think you could honestly if you go you look at that scene that sort of is just the whole movie in a five minute scene which is brilliant so yeah that's Absolutely. sort of my choice what about you if you chose one at all. It's it's fantastic that you say I really wanted to differentiate between a musical scene and a uh, non-musical scene because yeah. when I did the spreadsheet in 2017, I found that to be the issue with a lot of things because I love the musical moments. Disney music is definitely, it's, it's so ingrained and it's it's enjoyable. So I have picked a musical moment, but it has speaking moments as well. I love anything with the muses. I think the muses are a fantastic storytelling device so I love the beginning and I'm going to sandwich them all together, all the gospel truth sound bites and moments, because I think that's just a fantastic way to get exposition out in an enjoyable and engaging way. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's basically exposition, yeah. but like having fun. And so it's basically a cheat code is what they are. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. But they do it. Yeah. They do it perfectly. They do it in yeah. a way. It's not egregious. It's just it's, it engrosses you into the storyline and using yeah. the vases and the art and things like that. And that's another thing that I enjoy on the rewatch is really looking at the vases and the artwork and the depictions uh, of what happens. It's vase. Yeah. Uh, ah, every vase. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, any of the gospel truth scenes are my favourites and those ladies, they're, just yeah. got, they're full of personality. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, and the... And the sort of segments themselves, the music like matches the scene. Like the obviously tone. when absolutely when um Herc sort of drinks the potion, obviously doesn't last up, but then, then you go, Young Herc was do, more do, do. like Yeah. Like, yeah. And then sort of as he starts to pick up in there's like the montage scene of him fighting all the villains, it's very uppity and cheery yes. and it's like it gets you into it. So it basically you could just like listen to that on Spotify and like sort of it just takes you through the whole film of like the sort of the themes and the, well, the key and moments. Like, Absolutely it does. Yeah, that's a good bit. Speaking of songs, one song. I have but one song. Which song would you pick as the best of the film? Uh so I mean it's probably like, you know, it's the obvious choice, but I think I'd go I won't say I'm in love by Meg. Mm-hmm. Um because you know it's about her like sort of Oh, I can't I can't be in love with this guy. No, there's no <laughs> way. Like and then by the end, you know, the start, she's very reserved and cut off. And then by the end, she's sort of open and finds it within herself to like accept that she does have these feelings. And you've also got appearances by the muses as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um 
Yeah. It, I was just, I'm assuming this is probably the song you chose, maybe. It is not the song I chose, but I do love this one. I don't think it's the obvious choice because I think there are a lot of great choices for the film, but it's, it's a strong choice because I agree. What I like about this romance song as opposed to others, it's the denial of feelings um, as opposed to a lot of the princess songs is once upon a dream, someday my prince will come very um, new love bright-eyed that sort of thing whereas Meg obviously has you know been spurned before and is wary and is cautious with her heart and her feelings and I appreciate that perspective it's a much more mature perspective for a female vocal so I really like this one a lot like and there's some cool visual moments like in the movie as well like when she gets sort of poked by Cupid a bit and um, yeah is that is that in the song or is that just before the song I know, actually, I think she turns Cupid around in the song. I know that mm-hmm. near the end, something like that. But, um, yeah, they usually, they, like, the way they introduce the muses and, like, they're sort of, they sort of pop up here and there yes. and become part of the world instead of, like, the one you're talking about, like, they sort of exist in their own world of, like. Sure, of the arts. Vases, basically. Yeah. And then in this song, they're, like, they're actually in this, the story world, which is, you know. But yeah, I just it's I mean it's got a great tune. Yes. The um the way she says it's too cliche. I, I can't oh, say cliche so good. without saying that. The cliche. That yes, yes. Um but yeah, and Susan Egan is just like her voice is so unique and like perfect for this type of character and song that like you said, you can sense a bit of brokenness and wariness um but she and she sort of conveys that really well so yeah i think that's a it's a really great song that that's all you need to know about meg as a character basically if you just listen to this song that tells you all you need to know um so yeah yeah well i've chosen zero to hero because it's i i really appreciate an upbeat disney song they're the ones i will i would definitely gravitate towards and this is one that I've just loved since I was a kid, since the theatre. So I actually think Zero to Hero is the more obvious choice. It's what I've used as the intro because it's got um, that hero montage moments. So yeah. we see Hercules at his best and it's got oh, the tambourines yeah. and all the gospel church. It's very quotable. So. Oh, very much. Yeah. So And it's, it's got the muses doing their thing and, it, and it's good to progress the story along. We don't need to see all the victories and things like that. We just see this moment and we see yeah, like how beloved he's like, become. Um, Medusa pops up. This is our like, sort yes. of appearance of Medusa in this uh, sort of montage thing. So And, and we yeah. see Herc with his fame and his fortune. So then when we get to the next yeah. scene of him being painted with the, the scar head and all the fangirls and everything, like we've got the gist of it all. And so it moves it along. But other than that, I just yeah. love the song. It's just upbeat. It yeah. puts me in a good mood. It's great. Yeah, it's definitely like sort of classic Disney in terms of it's just it does its job of like trying to, you know, it progresses the story while also sort of standing on its own. It's got that renaissance feel from Little Mermaid onwards with Under the Sea, Just Can't Wait to Be King, Friend Like Me or Prince Ali, like it's those sorts of moments and I always really like those ones. Yeah, and like this song, like the... It gave me the quote of the shirt I'm wearing. Like, it's the glad and gladiator. Like, that's a that's a pretty famous quote. So, you know, that's yes. where it comes from. So, yeah. You ain't never had a friend like me. 
Who's your favorite character from the film? Uh, I guess, so if you know me at all, this is probably a very <laughs> obvious choice yes. again. But I'm going to go with one of, like, the just most adorable characters yes, yes. I've ever seen. And that is, of course, Pegasus. <laughs> I, I just don't know how you can see little baby Pegasus snoring with Hercules and not, like, fall in love. Oh, I just adorable. The end, I know it's a bit of a cheat of, like, I chose a non-speaking character. Like, he's designed to just be adorable and you're supposed to fall in love with him. But I think also because they give him personality, he, when they first meet Meg, you know, he sort of, he, like, stands with Phil and is very sort of, like, you know. Protective of Herc? A bit. Wary of her. Protective of Herc and just, like, and just being, like, yeah, just wary. And it's, it's very cool how they sort of just, they just invoke uh, Pegasus with personality of, yes. like, real human emotions and can sort of, at times, he is a bit of a standard for the audience of just, like, obviously, as soon as you first see Meg, you know they're going to fall in love. But, like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure part is like, oh, like, he's clearly something is off about Meg. Um, and the way, like, they have their own sort of celebrations. Like, when Herc first meets Pegasus, he bumps him on the head. And then when Pegasus comes back, he like bumps Herc on the head, and that sort of reminds Hercules of Pe- oh Pegasus. Pegasus. Like, like that's like how can you not love that? Um, and I love when he they're on the sort of field, and as Herc and Meg are about to kiss, like he sort of has like he's using his wings like a helicopter. Um, <laughs> and it's like with the lines, like you know, it's very fun. They they use him in animation very well they basically they do everything they needed to do with pegasus and they're using in a lot of ways without um, overstepping is what i think if this was made like now with like olaf and all that type of things you know it'd be very sort of annoying to get all very quick but it's used just the right amount and also just naturally he's just freaking adorable so you just can't hate him um yeah i just i just can't hear baby pegasus snoring and not want to just steal him for (laughs) myself um yeah so i chose a winged horse as my favorite character that does strong choice it's a good choice so yeah yeah. i've chosen meg Mega is obviously quite a big influence seeing her at a young age. Like that's such a different Disney female representation from everything else. And I love that she really harkens back to like, she's a, she's a broad, you know, she's, she's a dame. Yeah. She's She's very like femme fatale. Very femme fatale. I was just about to say she's Barbara Stanwyck without the murdery murdery intentions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she and she gives those, and we talked about Susan Egan. Like, I just, I can't exactly. I, I can't talk about Susan Egan enough. Like, with Ghibli, yeah. Steven Universe, and Meg, like, she's just an icon for me. That voice is just one of my absolute favorites. So her vocal delivery is is next world. So my favorite line is, "I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. I can handle it. Have a nice day." Yeah, like it's, and yeah. that's the, that's the, the like intro. sort of a classic. Yeah, exactly. That's the classic sort of Meg line. Um, 
yeah and then she also like if people want to she also did like we did this song like last year or a couple of years ago something like that of just in her house which is kind of cool so people should go find that out um i won't say i'm in love but yeah she is just great meg is just a fully formed character that she's very flawed like yes. legit like a legitimately flawed character in this like in a disney movie that is not a villain yes which you just don't you see don't see no um, so just starting at that point like it's kind of unique and then by the end you do legitimately like want her and hercules to get together and they make it work like he's sort of you know head over heels in love and sort of a just sort of in completely in over his head and just sort of doesn't know what he's getting into and he's basically like a new puppy and she's like the <laughs> old owner and it's just like yeah they grow to love each other um it's very he, sweet so yeah she's just a fantastic character that I love the point you. Yeah, I love the point you bring up that she's already flawed when we meet her because usually for these types of romantic plots, it's very she's all that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, but you betrayed me. Oh, but I fell in love with you now. Like it's yeah. it's different to that, which makes her much more unique and makes that redemption much more enjoyable to see. Yeah, and you see, like it's not a just a, oh, he saved me. I'm in love. Like you see, he's just like. Yes. She's very sort of just like, no, like, no. And then even when she tells her to go with the Hydra scene, even during that, she's like, oh, like, run away. Like, oh, like, you know, it's just over time. Yeah, get out of there, Wonder Boy. gradually just break. He's just breaking through that cold, hard shell and finding <laughs> um, a beautiful, loving person. And, yeah. Listen well, all of you. What's your favourite quote? I've given mine away. I love, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress, have, I can handle it, have a nice day, because any minor inconvenience, I find myself saying that. Like I go to open the car door and it's still locked. I'm like, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress, I can handle it. This is a good yeah. talk to myself. But, and we've touched on the humour as well with IXII. That's the other one that stands out to me. And um, yeah. Odysseus, Theseus, Perseus, a lot of, a lot of yeses. yeses. <laughs> fantastic yeah <laughs> but what's your favorite yeah. quote michael uh so yeah like the meg one is like obviously up there there's I'm trying to think of i didn't really think of any other ones there but I'll, I'll just say the first one the one that came to mind um is the one that where zeus goes you know okay now can you help me now a hero isn't measured by the size of his strength but by the strength of his heart I couldn't remember how it started. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know it doesn't start with just strength. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that, again, that sort of just encapsulates what the movie is about. It's and, the thesis um, statement of the movie. It's, yeah, I feel it's very earned um, after what Herc does, it, like sacrifices himself. And I think it's just perfect. And it's a great way to sort of end the movie on, you know, with sort of Herc giving up being a god to want to follow his heart what's good about that quote as well is that it comes at the end because we do meet zeus early on in the temple of zeus and it's hercules you must prove yourself a true hero but doesn't say how yeah. doesn't say when doesn't say anything about the heart stuff and then obviously we see herc yeah. win all these battles and and do all these good things and it's like i'm an action figure did it did it 
you know. Yeah, but see, that's like, not I, can, I can beat these guys down with, like, yeah. my strength. Like, why aren't I a hero? Like, and then, yeah, and then he finds out what being a true hero means. Yeah. This is your badness level. I can't believe we've gone this long and we haven't really talked that much about Hades. Yeah, I mean, so he obviously, like, has his whole page of quotes. Like, he's, like, he's a guy. Like, yeah, and then, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's too many Hades quotes to recount. Like, I was going to just be quoting the entire movie. Yes. Um, but essentially, as everyone knows, Hades was given the underworld by Zeus, in sort of, which is the classic tale, which, you know, as would be the case with anyone that's going to cause a bit of resentment towards Zeus to be like, why can I get like the puffy clouds? I have to have the underworld. <laughs> um, and, you know, so we immediately see the resentment after Herc is born. And I think the way he's just a classic great villain in terms of he's very hateable. You like watch, but you like watching him. You like listening to him. Um, he's very quotable. At times, you're like, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, again, he was given the underworld. That's going to cause some resentment. But he ultimately, he has to be stopped. And, you know, it's com- very classical storytelling and just the performance from, you know, James Woods. It's fantastic. You know, it, it's, it's pretty it's unparalleled. very great. Um, he just clearly knew exactly what he was doing and what movie he was in. And it just worked perfectly. So, yeah, it's just one of the best Disney villains I can think of. Not only the design, like he's with the oh, sort of flame on the head. It's, right. Yeah, it's perfect. And, you know, they use that as a bit of a sort of joke to signify that his range come to an end at the end with Pegasus sort of blowing it away. But, yeah, it's just, just an absolute classic villain. What Absolutely. So what would his badness level be? Out of 10, what would you give him on the badness levels? So is this like how evil he is? Yeah, how evil? How was his big plans? What were the deeds he did? I guess his plan was to destroy the whole world. So I'm probably going to go a 10. It's pretty up there. Um, He tried to murder a baby. A a baby. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, Yeah, I think. And then he like obviously was using Meg against Herc and denying them their rightful love. So I'd, I'd go a 10. What about you? I think, yeah, it's it's hard because he is so charming and he is yes. somewhat you a little bit root for him, you know. He's the underdog of the underworld, yeah. you know, overshadowed by Zeus and things like that. A little part of yeah. me is like, oh, you just want to see him win a little bit, which he does at the end for yeah. a little while. You know, we do get to see yeah. a bit of his reign and a bit of his success. But he's got high, high expectations, high dreams. I appreciate that. But definitely, I, I think that's a, that's a 10. It's pretty evil. He also, I mean, I guess this might knock you score down, but he did, you know, sort of give us a great, before we even knew what he was doing, he was quoting Vines with the what are those. So, like, you know, should we, Does like, that make him more him or less evil? Or... <laughs> Yeah, that's that true, is actually. Fantastic. That, if you watched this movie in like 2015, it would have been the greatest thing ever. But now that like, 
now it just came out before Vine and now we're in a post-Vine era. So it's like, it sort of goes in waves. Yes. And then, yeah. So. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm sadness. So this is a quick game show segment. We know I'm definitely sensitive when it comes to movies and we'll tear up if something sad, happy was just affecting me. So my quick question for you, Michael, is did Kelly cry? Did I cry during this movie, you reckon? Are you talking about your last watch? My, yes, my last watch. And if you think yes, can you pick the specific scene or moment it might have well, happened? So did you, like, watch it, like, this week or at all? I, I watched like, it from a couple, months, couple months back. Okay. I'm going to say you didn't cry for a couple reasons. Okay. One... I can't remember if you were taking notes for that match, were you? Yes. But okay, so that sort of adds a bit of a like disassociative layer. A bit of stop start movie, like yeah. which is why I don't like take notes and I don't really do that. <laughs> um, that fit, you know, that sort of interrupts it. I'm trying to remember what the circumstances were around that movie. Um, <laughs> for this last thing, you didn't cry. Final I say you didn't cry for this one. Yes, final answer. No, I still well up oh, at, yeah. at the oh, moment. Yeah. And it's, I, it's because it, it is because I am older and it's because I'm going through uni and trying to adult and make my dreams come true. So when he's singing Go the Distance, how that song has not come up yet, I don't know, because that's another amazing song. Yeah, well, that's, that's an interesting one because it's like it's not one section. It's sort of like delayed over a couple sort of scenes. and Yes. It's sort of intercut and then there's other things and then it's intercut after like the Zeus meeting. So, but yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yes. So it's after the Zeus meeting when he flies out of the Temple of Zeus on Pegasus and he's singing, I'll bet the odds I can go the distance. And I well up and I'm like, he can go the distance. He can. (laughs) So I just get this little bit of tears like he can do it and so can I. Yeah, you can go that you can go the distance from the your distance. bed to your to your office in your house and <laughs> Absolutely. Just do some watch some lectures. You, yes. you definitely can do that. <laughs> it is the yeah. same. Uh, it is the test yeah. of my strength as a hero. <laughs> Practically perfect in every way. What's your final score for the film? Um, so this basically has been like a 10 for me since day one, so I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's just a classic story, you know, obviously within, you know, Greek myth and myth overall, like sort of father figures and stories like that play a big part, whether it's like you've got the Luke side of it in Percy Jackson where he sort of hates his father and he's going <laughs> that way, or you want this side where like, you know, he wants to prove himself to his father and they sort of, they definitely play heavily into that and that's a very sort of relatable thing to anyone. Well, obviously it can be mother as well, but in terms of Greek myth, it's, you know, a lot of the father side of things is very, a very heavy influence. And this just does that basically perfect. It hits every note it tries to hit and it needs to hit. It's, there's no real filler. There's like no real, so there's no real fat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very lean. It, Every scene feels like it's meaning something. There's great quotes. It's still funny to this day. It still can obviously make you emotional, like like you said. With with me, like 
it depends on when I'm watching, like with this last watch, like I just watched it this morning. It, it didn't really make me cry just because like, you know, I had sort of waken up and I was a bit sort of drowsy. Like I, I just wasn't crying, but like I could see myself watching it in two months, maybe like or a month or so around Christmas time, either late at night or early morning and just totally like sort of getting emotional when yeah. he sacrificed himself for Meg. Like that's a very Absolutely. heroic thing to do that we all sort of believe we do but I don't know if we would um so yeah like it's just sort of perfect and I if I don't know what someone would go into a movie called Hercules wanting that they didn't get like I know some people that we know like they don't like that all the gods and we haven't really talked about the other gods in the movie and Mm -hmm. that they're friendly like but my thing is is that like it's all fake anyway, so you can just interpret it. It's the interpretation of the how, However you want. Like, yeah, yes, Hera's like, not trying to murder him and things like, like that. Yeah. Like, quotation mark, like, there's obviously, like, that's a classic, like, Tumblr meme of just, like, blah, 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 Hera, they're all actually loving couple. You know, they quote-unquote disney it, but, like, it works. I love seeing Absolutely. Hera and Zeus as a happy couple. If I don't want to see that, I'll just go watch the Netflix series Son of Zeus where they hate each other. And... Another reason I really like this movie and coming back to it is the animation. And some people don't like this, but the animation of the gods. And Oh, I love it. I I really love how every like sort of god has their distinct Features. color, style. Yes. And I just love how it sort of differentiates, you know, like in again, as an example, in the Percy Jackson movies, the gods are like giants. So that's how you differentiate that they're different to humans. Where obviously you can do that in this movie, but it's like it's just meh, why not? But here they use the sort of glowing effect to sort of differentiate, which I think, and it's it's really vibrant, and I really love watching it like on the big screen. And I would totally just love to see like some short Disney Plus series about like set on Olympus with these gods and their animation effects. Um, so yeah and then like i said the songs hit perfect the characters like the supporting characters with phil and pegasus and then obviously we also haven't mentioned that the parents the human parents of hercules they're like so supportive and just you know there's a part where like he as they send hercules off you know hercules sort of is like i love you but like I, i need to know and they're like so supportive there's no like sort of faux anger or hatred about that like, about that it's just love and great acceptance. from top to bottom yeah. there's yeah. you know there's great voice that Wayne Knight makes an appearance as like a funny person who like has like <laughs> collection of vases and yeah like obviously it starts with her being a clumsy you know reckless teenager who just wants to try and fit in and because he, he doesn't know his own strength and he just doesn't and is not accepted and by the end, he does find his own strength and finds love. And that's just, you know, what else from a movie, a 90-minute movie called Hercules, would you want? It's got epic battles. It's got, it, it helps if you sort of, if you just know surface level about Greek myth, you sort of find a lot of stuff, humor. But if you sort of know deep, if you go deep in it, like you'll, you'll rewatch like the Phil section when they first meet Phil, Phil you can't pause when they go into his house 
and just sort of look in the background like oh that's that like oh that's that yeah like, that's, that's the master that's really of the argo to do. Yeah. yeah i'm not picking up on that until i'm older for sure and i this this past watch i like i'd sort of i remember his house but you don't really just click that the house is like a reference to the planet of the apes where it's the head in the sand yes. just like that's just like a random reference that they threw in but it's like oh it's like oh that's nice yeah that i this is a 10 for me it's every watch i just it's just sort of like getting better and better and yeah i think i think like there are movies where i'll narrow it down to disney movies there are disney movies where like after one watch i've like really loved it and it's over time have or maybe on a rewatch i've sort of been like cooled down but like sort of moana was one where over time i was like it's i like it like it's not going to be a favorite of mine but i think the way that movie ends is like you know that obviously you leave that movie thinking like it's just great because it leaves you on such a emotional and high note. Um, but whereas with this one, like, yeah, it just stays, it, it just gets better. And so, yeah, it just creeps up on my all time favorites list. So yeah, it's a, basically that's a long, very, very long winded way of saying that it's a 10 out of 10. For it's me. a 10 out of so, 10. It's you? a fantastic way. I love those points. Um, for me, it's a nine for a lot of the same points. I, I'm very withholding of my high marks. Big fake imaginary. <laughs> no, it's got to. It's got to mean something. The tens have got to mean something. <laughs> for me, it's a nine because something about the ending falls down a little bit for me. I feel like it's either a little bit rushed or the Titans part, and I always forget about the Cyclops. You know, that's a scene that I just find a little bit forgettable. I know we need a way to for Hercules to get back his strength and be all down hard and things like that but I think it's it's a it's not bad it's just a little bit weak it's a little bit weak in the end okay Annabeth hating cyclopses (laughs) very good so Michael thank you so much for joining me today and letting us know how you do Disney sure I'm just not going to respond to that yeah (laughs) you want any last words um no we've got too, I was trying to think of a quote that would sum it up, but I wasn't prepared for that question. So I'll just say no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just, I'm glad I got to show people how I do Disney. Disney. And when you come to the end, <laughs> stop. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Disney. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Doing Disney Podcast and Twitter at Doing Disney Pod. 